Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. From award-winning director Niels Arden Opleth comes the story of Rose. It's about two sisters, Inger and Ellen, and how their relationship is challenged on a highly anticipated bus trip to Paris. When Inger announces her struggles with mental health to the group, the sisters are faced with pity from some and discrimination from others. On their arrival in Paris, it soon becomes clear that Inger has a hidden agenda concerning a figure, a person from her past, ultimately involving the entire group in her hunt for answers. It's a beautiful film, very well acted, as we've come to expect from our writer, director, and our guest today, Niels Arden Opleth. Niels, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you very much. I know that the story behind this film, Rose, is a personal one, it's one that means a lot to you personally. Tell me a little bit about what prompted you to move forward with making this. Well, I mean, it, it, it really started with an old friend of mine that, that I was on a trip together with, and he's known my family and my sisters for, for half a century. And, uh, and this was 2015, and we were talking about, he's, we started talking about how Mon Elizabeth, that's called Inga in the film, was doing. And somehow we ended up talking about this kind of, in our family, famous trip to France and back in 1997, uh, which was really about uh, that my that my so-called normal sis- sister called Kirsten and Ellen, Ellen in the film and her husband um, wanted to, um, got this idea about bringing Mon Elizabeth back to France when she was in her late 40s, even though she had, she had not been there since she was 19 years old and worked there for a year. Um, and somehow when we were talking about the things that happened on this trip, suddenly my friend says, why don't you write a film about that? And, uh, and the minute he said it, I knew it was a good idea. And I had never thought about it. And uh, I had always thought about that sometime I would write something about the struggle that has she has had for decades with mental illness. But to write a film about these eight days on this bus trip in this confined time, I suddenly realized that I could flip-flop everything and write a, an actually quite positive film about a person who has schizophrenia. And instead of writing a sickness or illness film, which I really didn't want to do, there's enough of those. So that became the premise, and uh, and it was quite strange because I started out writing something that I thought would be very serious and quite dry. And then every time Inga opened her mouth, she created a kind of like absurdly comical situation. And it actually became a little bit of an issue for me when I was writing. I felt that I had no power over Inga, and she kept making the film funnier. And I was even talking to my producer, and I have a very good script consultant in Denmark that I worked with for decades. And I was kind of like, this is an issue. This film is becoming too funny. I mean, it is about mental illness, and it's just too funny, you know. So um, 
but I mean, the producer, of course, was like, no, don't worry, because I mean, you know, film about schizophrenia to go out and sell that in the first place. But somehow I, I kind of surrendered to the, to the way the film was. And of course, there is something comical about people on a bus trip that doesn't know each other, that kind of has to live together for a certain amount of time and get to know each other. And God knows what's going to happen and all of that. So, so in some ways, I think that uh, the vehicle of the road movies, the format and vehicle of a road movie really, really worked super well for, for the story. But in that sense, you could kind of say that it, it really wrote itself the way it wanted to be, you know. And, and the first draft of the script was all over the place and nobody could understand it. There was no plot and uh, all kind of stuff. It was not, I mean, basically, I can't tell you how many people have told me that they only financed this film because of me, because they know what I've done earlier. Had this been my first film, they would have thrown me down the stairs. So, yeah. And to your point, finding the right voice for Inger is obviously critically important to the success of the film. Let's talk about some of the other characters or character, including Ellen, that you felt like you really had to nail that voice. You had to get it right for the success of this film. I mean, I think uh, the character of Ellen, that's my other sister, is a very, very important character because I always thought that people would be, you know, so-called normal people would be fascinated by Inga, but they would relate to to Kirsten and um, to Ellen's character. So, so uh, you know, so Ellen was really uh, a very, very important character for me to, to get right, uh, because I think that the, 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 um, the ill person and the caretaker person in in this family is is two sides of the same coin in a way, and yeah. they they are they are bound together, and uh, and I you know I I mean putting out the film to the public I this is the most seen uh, drama in Denmark last year, and um, it actually became a very big box office success which is quite strange when you think about the subject matter. But I think that um, uh, that the struggle, ill struggle, are so uh, relatable for people who has any touch points with mental illness, whether it's family or friends or something, you know. And yeah. so, so uh, and, and what I did when I started writing was I, I made Kirsten the ambassador of my uh, sister, Mon Elizabeth, that's Inga, you know, because I don't trust myself as a writer. The, the minute I start writing, I want to write the best possible film. And that might not be the best possible outcome for my, you know, mentally suffering sister. And God knows she has had defeats enough in her life. And I wanted this to be a good experience for her. So, so that, that naturally fed off a lot of sessions between Kirsten and I, and a lot about what she had gone through in in all these years and also dealing with our mom you know because she was the one that lives closest i i escaped to copenhagen and later america yeah so um, so i was out of reach in that sense so that was a super important character she's equally important to inga 
And I, I felt that, and that's something that I rarely have seen in film where um, you bring into a sharper focus that relationship between not only are they sisters, but also she is, at least on this trip, her primary caregiver. And that's not something you see often portrayed in the way that that you do here. And the thing that I found to be so inviting about the film, it's such a warm film. And it, it it's a combination of the characters, the writing, the acting, and the look of it. It feels warm to watch the film. Is that is that fair? I mean, so, am I saying... Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that's also something that happened in the writing. You know, I mean, I think that the character of Vaughn, uh, my brother-in-law, yeah, here, is a very important character too. He he picked his own name in the film. That was his condition. I had another name for him that he didn't like, but but uh, but he is uh, he is a character that's actually uh, you know I guess to be nice you would call him eccentric and other people would call him a bit mad in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. And he, um, uh, in real life, he has such a fantastic way of handling, you know, uh, my mentally suffering sister. And uh, and also, uh, he was fantastic with our mom when she was alive. I mean, he's just uh, has a very big heart. And he's kind of like a farm on a bricklayer. And uh, kind of like a salt of the earth kind of man. Yeah, yeah. And I think that without him, the trip would never have happened. I mean, there's a certain kind of like, He's not a guy that would sit around and, and discuss something to death. He would just say, okay, let's go do it and see yeah. what happens. Yeah. And then he has an, an enormous sense of justice. And he's also quite strong. So, I mean, if if the, if he sees injustice, he would walk right in and start defending people, no, even disregarding his own safety. He's a quite a remarkable man in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, so I think his character was very important for that. But, but so, I mean, you could say the film in some ways from my side is, is like a, a declared love for these three characters in my life. That, uh, and also, you know, I've of course used them to make the film. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, I've, I felt that the, the uh, character of the, the teacher, the, the, the father of Christian, yeah, was in ways to represented the outside world, the world, uh, the beyond family. That's true, but I mean, honestly, uh, you know, he is the uh, the wise principal of this, and he's very proud of that. Uh, and uh, but he represents a so called normalcy, but he also he also really represents a side of all of us that doesn't have tolerance and maybe are steered by our angst of unnormalcy that are just like, oh, I can't deal with this or this is not good or this is not healthy. And, and uh, he represents those who cut off things because they are not what they are used to. So you think, do you also think that people who do that, there's a fear, a kind yeah. of a, a fear of? Yeah. But I think it's it's even deeper than fear. It's 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 uh, that's why I call it angst. It's an old uh, Germanic word. Uh, mm -hmm. but it's the same word in German and Danish and Swedish. But but the thing about that word is it sticks deeper. It's uh, it's maybe deep deep down and a fear of becoming unnormal. Yeah. 
that you will suddenly slide and lose control. And, and that's a very interesting character to work with. He was also extremely easy for me to write, being a director and being a bit of a control freak myself. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for me, this kind of film, this particular story really lands for me because I, I just feel like you got it right. I, I thought the episodes that were, when they're in the bus and they go to these various locations, the fact that Inger's character is able to reveal things about her that a talent or in a particular situation or an ability to ne to negotiate, to find, to surprise people is what yeah. really, for me, really elevates it. And it's done in such a way that it is not, it doesn't feel forced. That's the beauty of the film. It feels yeah. very much about her character. And I just, I just so was drawn to your ability and also to the story's ability to convey that. So thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you very much. I mean, there are some people that calls mental health and mental illness like the the hidden pandemic of the world. And uh, and I mean, I I live in America in Los Angeles, and I of course I read a lot and I see a lot how mental illness and any writing or talk about mental illness nearly always is connected to like gun violence and deaths. I mean, I kind of wanted to to make a film that that uh, showed a completely different side of what abilities mental ill people do have and maybe give the audience a chance to to look through the illness and see the person behind and uh, and i think that's what that's how inga transforms for the people you know she starts out saying i'm schizophrenic but i hope we'll get a good trip anyhow and then in the end she is surrounded by love and acceptance yeah. and um, and i think i honestly think that uh, the more americans that sees this film the better it has something to offer that that is is not here that's yeah. never seen here in in any film you yeah. know um because I mean, uh, because it it is a unique film, and of course, it, it, for me to be able to write it is because I'm so close to, to uh, you know, there's an old saying in writing that is, write what you know and care yeah. about. For me, I keep coming back to this word trauma, whether it's psychological trauma, physical trauma, whatever that trauma might be. I think we're going to find out as we get further and further into researching things about mental illness and other disabling mental conditions, we're going to find trauma is very much at the root of so much of it. And whether it be, you mentioned gun violence, but it's there's all kinds of ways in which we're traumatized and our brain it, it either copes or it doesn't cope. And I think that's part of what, what this is, should be about. We're all, we all experience trauma and we all process it differently. I think the word trauma comes from the German word Traum, and that means dream. Okay. So, oh, there you uh, so not dream or nightmare. So, I mean, but I think you're right. I think, and also, I mean, I actually think that uh, the human uh, psychic and mind is in some ways uh, more fragile than, than we ever understood. And yet at the same time, weirdly, it's also very resilient. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and much more research is needed in that. Like, you know, uh, like uh, uh, very interesting off the subject is that California is debating whether, 
whether these magic mushrooms, or psilocybin mushrooms, I think they're called, I don't know yeah. what they're called in English, whether you could use this to um, to treat veterans with um, post-traumatic stress disorder. And it's, it's, it, I mean, we don't know that much yet about what happened in our brains. And, yeah. um, you know, we know all kind of stuff about technology, but we don't know. We don't know what goes on in our own head. Uh, congratulations on all of this, uh, all your work, and uh, I look forward to another conversation somewhere down the line. Niels Arden Opleff, thank you very, very much for your time today. Well, it was a pleasure <laughs> being here and talking to you. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. 